It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires, and uh, today we're continuing our conversation on uh, taking time off and what that means and how to be gone for a weekend. Uh, and today we're coming at it from a different perspective. I got a, a buddy of mine uh, on with us today, uh, Jonas. How's it going? Excellent. How's it going? Good, man. Good, man. Uh, tell us all things Jonas Woods and tell us about you. Well, that's a lot, man. I don't yeah. think we have that kind of time, but I mean, I want to hear all. I want to hear all the things. <laughs> no, that's too much, and uh, you know, I want to keep it civil. Um, I think <laughs> I'm married. Been married for almost 21 years. I have two boys: a 10 year old, 14 year old. I've been a full time touring recording artist and worship leader for the last 18 years. Um, still doing it. So you know, I'm grayer now, but it's that's that's how we do it. It's this is this is how we do, yeah that's just the thing. Um, so you're a guest leader, like you said, you're a recording artist, traveling worship leader. What what got you into that? Like why why do you why did you do that? Well, it was for the glamour. It was for the glamour. I'm sure it was for the glamour and the and the the stretchy pants. I <laughs> that's uh, I toured with Petra, so that makes sense to some of you. But that's a <laughs> that's another day conversation. Anyway. So, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I just started a band in college and it was for kicks. I mean, I never, I wasn't the kid that started this thinking that I wanted to do this for a living. I thought it was fun to be in a band and a uh, producer just happened to walk up on us at a show one night and happened to be a very famous producer. And within a couple months, we had a, a demo tracked. He brought us to Nashville. We signed a record deal and it started this process that put us on the road. And it was honestly, I'm really grateful for where I am and what I've learned over the last 18 years. But the truth is that was like the worst possible way to do things, man. Yeah. But I'm here. Still here. 18 years later, still yes, kicking. Sir. And you yep. made it through, you made it through COVID as a, as a, re a traveling recording artist, which that's impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. That made for an interesting time. You said more gray, which I think that probably pr plays into that. Right. I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, well, this whole month, we're talking about taking time off and uh, planning to take time off and what that means. And you're on the other side. So like we've been talking to worship leaders and pastors who are doing the planning, but you're the guy who they call. You're the guy who, who they call to say, hey, I'm going to be gone for a weekend. Um, last week's podcast, uh, Matt Skinner, um, he used the phrase, build the bullpen to say pastors and worship leaders should network with people and have a list of guest leaders and speakers. Um, he actually had an unexpected health issue come up that took him out of commission for about eight months. And I, I filled in for him because we had that relationship already. Mm. Um, what are some good ways to network and help, help build the bullpen? Because um, you are the one in the bullpen. Um, how have you found, like, how are you connecting, or how, how have other like, worship pastors and church leaders connected with you? Yeah, I think it, it, it's an interesting question. And um, it can go, it can go down a lot of rabbit holes, but I think 
it all really stems from relationship. It has to be, it has to stem from relationship. And, you know, for me, um, the, the luxury, I guess we'll call it, that's a, the only time I'll ever use that word in reference to my life. Um, the luxury that I have is that I've met thousands of pastors just traveling, you know, yep. and established. And, and for me, um, the, the thing that I'm most proud of um, in my career, and that's weird to say it that way, but is that I have genuinely tried to make and, and establish real relationships with every pastor that I've encountered. And, and, and not for any other reason than to have them pray for me and to be a part of my ministry in, in that I know that these people will invest in me, their knowledge, their prayers, and sometimes their chastisement, which is, you know, luckily rarer than, uh, but, but every yeah. now and again, they have a guy call you and say, bro, I saw this, I want to pray for you, you know, whatever. Um, but it really stems from relationship and how do you do it? Uh, that's a great question. I think that it, it is literally maybe reaching out to pastors and asking them to take them out to a cup of coffee or, or, um, you know, if you live in an area and you know, the pastors of the churches in your area, um, seriously, these guys, they do work like dogs and they have their, their job is so, um, mind game There's so many traps that can come into the mind that take them out for lunch, man, you know? Yeah. And because if you start with, if they don't know who you are. Yeah. Cause if they don't know who you are, um, it, you're not going to be able to help them anyway, you know? Right. And I think that's even true and more true in today's world than it used to be. Cause uh, it used to be the whole, like, um, oh, now it's because uh, there's so many, there's so much music out there of like artists and people. It's like, I want to know you and I want to know mm-hmm. who you are. And like, that's kind of the, I feel yeah, that's good. Cause I feel like it cuts through the, it cuts through the noise of, of all of the things that are coming at them. It's like, no, I really care about you as a person. And yeah, um, can we get to that, I think that's, that's the crux of every relationship. I mean, the hard thing about being a recording artist is that people think they know me right? because they hear me on the radio or they see me on stage. But the reality is, is that I'm a minister of the gospel. I love Jesus and I want people to know um, how amazing he is. And so, but you can't fully grasp the gravity of that. Although I try, yeah, but you can't fully grasp the gravity of that until you sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody and just be normal, you know? Because there's an element to concerts that are not normal. You know what I mean? I'm not always <laughs> kicking up, jumping around. I don't jump around very much at my house, believe it or not. I know. But uh, that's just, you know. You'd be putting on some icy hot if you do that too often. You know? dude, icy hot. Dude. That's just a regular. That's how I start my day. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Now, did you did did your network grow? I mean, you started with a. This is. I'm going to deviate from what I, the questions for a second. Your yeah. your network grew, grew from. Um, your network grew from uh, like you started with a record label, but your network grew like locally and you kind of grew out from there. And it wasn't like, yeah. I want to tackle the entire country. And then, right. Yeah. Talk, to, talk no, a little it, bit about that. Yeah. It, I think it always, it always is going to start with um, people who know your heart the best. Who are the pastors that have talked to you when you were a kid in youth group, who are the pastors that were at your church speaking who are the people that have seen you lead worship at your church Yep, you know, or in your youth group who know your heart, your attitude? I mean, golly, look, you and I both know that you can be one of the best musicians in the world and not be a good worship leader yep. um, because worship leading is not just the ability to play music and sing songs well. Um, it, is, it is far more complicated than that. 
and it's a spiritual thing. It's a battleground. And, um, and so the people that, you know, how do you start that network at the beginning is, is literally right at your church. Are you invested in a church? Because those people in your church are going to be your biggest supporters in your mouthpiece. And if a pastor is going to call somebody, who's he going to call? He's going to call your pastor. Yep. And he should call your pastor. And that's yep. going to be your biggest reference, you know? Yep. Which leads me well to my next question. What are some ways uh, to, I mean, as the, what are some ways to vet the guest leader? Like if, if to have him come in for the first time, um, what are some, like, if, if you're talking to the pastor going, uh, talking to a pastor, like you've done this for long enough now. Um, and pastor's like, I don't know, who do I, how do I, how do I vet mm. somebody to come in? Do I just give it, trust them that they're going to do it? Or, I mean, you start with relationship, yeah. but what are some thoughts there? Yeah. That? Yeah. I think that, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but I don't think you trust you you're, as a pastor, as the, you, you are, you're the leader of an entire group of people. Your job is to protect them. Right. And so you can't just trust any, any person uh, to walk in there and take that role over because it is a very important role. Um, I think you certainly do call the pastor uh, that that person is under. You need to make sure that they're under some serious leadership and counsel. Um, but even beyond that, I think it's, you know, ha have, has that person, what's, do they have experience in this? You know, if they do, you know, if this is their very first time ever leading worship um, at, a, at, a, at a church, then that's, that's a, that's a big jump, you know? Yep, yep. But it's, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I've actually encouraged a few churches to take some artists that I think are really brilliant and give them a shot. And they were just, it was powerful. However, if you've already been doing it, then that person needs to call maybe the promoters. Um, uh, so like for me, I'm a recording artist and worship leader. You can call promoters and ask them what I'm like to work with, because <laughs> there's nothing worse than having some dude get up and lead worship. And just like full of everything and then walk off the stage and be a jerk to somebody. And, you know, when they get off Yep. and um, I, I, that turns my stomach. And so, I don't know, I think, you know, character and integrity are a huge role, uh, play a huge role, I think, in one's ability to, to lead a congregation properly uh, in worship. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a kind of a roundabout way to say it, I guess, but. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. What, uh, you've played many places and, um, and you've, you know, different churches, different venues, different styles of, of, of different places. What, as a, if you're talking to the, the worship leader who is going to bring somebody in, what makes a guest worship leading experience a good one and causes you to want to go back? Like, what is, how from, is that? Yeah. From like my perspective. As Correct. As an artist, like what, yeah. if, 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 a, if a worship leader is going to like set the table for you to be there, like what, what are some things that um, could be done so that when, when you get there, it's like, mm. this is a good experience and I want to yeah. come back because truth be told, we, I mean, you can say no to, uh, or not go back to somewhere, but there, you want right. to build that relationship and want to come back. So what is, yeah. what makes that a good experience? Um, I think the top, top thing to do is to be an over communicator. That's always welcome in my world. Anyway, I prefer a guy message me, you know, 17 times before I show before, except I've had a few where I literally got the message that the morning of, and I'm thinking my world is going on. You know I mean? I don't even know if I'm playing with a team or if I'm going up there solo. Yep. And, um, and that's with me reaching out, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a mutual thing. which has got to be back and forth, but, um, and then of course, if we're playing with a team, I love to know who the team is. I want to know what the, the congregation is learning about. What book of the Bible are you studying? What is the new series you're in right now? I don't want to walk into a space just being a guest worship leader. I want to be an active participant in what your church is already doing. I want to have been praying 
for the team, praying for the staff of that church, praying for, you know, Susan from, you know, outside of town who's been struggling with something really serious. Well, that's important things for me to know when I come in there and pray about, all right, Lord, what do you want me to, what song should I be led to do? And um, to be, I think the word is intentional. We've got to be extremely intentional in everything that we do. Uh, Again, this is a mutual thing. Yep. So um, it's on my part and the church part, but it all, it all boils down to communication, just as much information that you can give about your church. What's your congregation like? What's the demographic? Um, what is what kind of songs are you currently worshiping to that the congregation really connects to? It doesn't mean that I'm going to do those songs, but it certainly can help shape um, where I'm heading, you know? Yep. And, um, you know, little things like, you know, if you does your church prefer hymns? I don't mind doing hymns. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I think that as long as you all worship, you know? Yep. Um, what are some, yeah. if I'm going to, if I'm going to prep ahead of time, is there a way uh, like, you know, you, if I'm going to like, if I'm thinking about maybe having somebody in the future, um, how could I, how could I like kind of answer those things ahead of time? Or is it, are you doing all, are you doing a lot of these things like just via email and phone calls and like lots of communication or are you, is there, a, have you simplified this? I simplify it with an email, with an email. and it's, it's just a nice letter that basically says all of that. Just say, I'm not, I don't want to come and be something. Yeah. I want to come attach myself to you. And that's something for pastors to remember as well. And that's why knowing the character of an individual before they bring them into their church, because whether they like it or not, they attach themselves um, to that person in a way by allowing yeah. them to come in there. And so um, it's really important to understand who they are and what their background is. Um, but yeah, it's an email. It's a simple email and it just lays it out. Like I just, I want to do this right. And the more we communicate, the easier this is for everybody and um and being completely open and honestly uh, there are times where I, I send pastors or a worship leader some things that i'm struggling with that i need prayer for before i arrive yeah and it's it is powerful when you walk into a space that you've never been into before but you already know what's kind of going on like you already feel like you've been there before it's huge yeah i think there's a you hit on something there i think there's a there's a stigma on you people think guest artist and think they're going to come in and do all their own thing. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a shift during Sunday morning to like, you know, the Jonas Woods show or the Jason Squire yes. show. And I mean, we've, I mean, I've been in these conversations before where it's like, are you going to do all your music or are you going to do, you know, and I, those are, I think it's a, it's a great point there to say, um, yeah, coming in to go, I want to, I want to do, I want to do, I want to do whatever, you, you know, if you're going to sing hymns, you're going to sing, whatever songs are reaching your congregation, like that's a big, that's a big deal. That's a question. That's a big question to ask too, is like, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And not just assume that because it's the title guest artist mm -hmm. that they're going to come in and do like, do that. You know, there's, I mean, there's obviously you could come in and if it's like a, you know, you're doing your own event concert yeah. night, you know, those kind of things, storytelling nights, like those are, those are separate from like the purpose of the Sunday morning and the purpose of why you do that. Cause you also do concerts and which are, which are like a different, it's a different kind of a different ball of X. Absolutely. The whole point is that as a guest worship leader, my job is to serve that congregation, to serve that pastor. Like that is my lead pastor right now. Yeah. And so what does that look like? Well, that looks very different from week to week. And um, so to be on top of who that person is, 
makes just a world of difference. You know, how are you going to serve that particular pastor in that moment? And um, it just, it comes down to questions, having kind of a list of questions. And it's not the same for everybody. I mean, if you're an artist like myself and you're looking to, to be a benefit like this to churches, have a, uh, start creating a document now that just asks questions yeah. uh, about the church, you know, and it's, um, it will make it just infinitely easier and it makes it more comfortable because it, you know, doing a concert, there's, you know, you, I arrive three hours early, sometimes four just for sound checks, spending time with people hanging out in the environment. But on a Sunday morning, it's like usually what an hour before. Right, right, right. So you don't have a really firm feel for what that room's even like uh, before you're almost on that stage. And so anything you can do to kind of alleviate that, I even have pastors send me pictures of their stage. Just saw like, you know, it's not like a surprise when I walk in, you know, you know you're walking into. Yeah. I was, uh, I was leading, I was guest leading a couple weeks ago to church and I walked in, I bet you saw about an hour early to find out that the lady who makes coffee typically told me like the, the big co- the big church coffee pot died that morning. And then, so she was frantic. And then I walk into the sanctuary, I do my sound check and uh, a, a homeless guy walks in uh, and he just starts yelling profanity in the, in, over the con- over the room and like, and they just screaming this profanity. And then we got that taken care of. And then as church started, it was like five, four, three, two, one on the countdown, the bulb went out in the projector. And so there was no lyrics on the screen. And it was like, happy Sunday, like happy Sunday. Like, it was just one of those moments when you're like, oh, you can't, there's certain things you can't plan for. Like, but there's, but it's definitely important to have, to have as much planning done as ahead of time and conversations ahead of time. That none of those things, obviously, you just got to roll with it. Sometimes you got to roll with it. Yeah, things. you better have you better have thick skin and be chill. I will tell you something: if you are new to this, be chill. Don't yeah. let anything rattle you. That yep. is not going to help you or anybody in that room. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> let's actually let's talk to that person for a second. Like, so it, what would you say to somebody who's like? Uh, kind of fills a draw at a calling to get, like, get on the road and m- be an interim leader. Like, what would you say is like, like some, like, just give me the Jonas Woods word, words of wisdom. Like if you're like, if they're going to go, I, what would you tell me if I'm going to go, I want to, I'm feeling this tug to get on the road and do, and be that person. And I can, yeah. I can do that, but like, yeah. give me the, give me the pep talk. Pep talk. Okay. Um, talk to your pastor sit with that dude if you're married man sit with that girl or your husband and and pray together i'm sure but i guess i we have to kind of assume that all that's already taken place you know what i mean so i guess um words of wisdom what would you say yeah like a new artist new artist new artist yeah is you know what the best advice i ever got and it's really simple is be a normal human being Mm. be stinking normal Yep. We artists are so weird, man. Truth. Some of us. I mean, we're normal, luckily. I mean, no, you and I, it's right. We, <laughs> we actually set the normal bar and then everything else is normal. right, right, right. But you know what? Be like a really nice, normal person. And I promise you, I promise you, that will be a compliment that people give to you. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have been in this industry now for 18 years, and the compliment that I get the most. Because usually they hate my music and my voice, but the compliment I get <laughs> is that uh, that I'm normal. 
Yeah. And I'm like, is that a weird thing to have somebody say? You're welcome. Just, is that right? Yeah, I don't know. right. <laughs> right. And meanwhile, my wife would be standing behind me going, he's not normal. I don't agree with that statement, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a poor reflection on the industry as a whole. And I think it has been shifting away from this kind of rock star glammy thing, you know. But, um, yeah, just like love people. Be like yeah. Jesus. Seriously, be like Jesus. And people will notice. I promise and- you. And prepare to have your muffler fall off your van on a tour, right? Hey, that, yes. That, that's a thing. Like, you got to plan for those. You got to plan for that. Be okay with it. Yes. Man. Don't let it rattle you. And drive promise. drive home with the van with no muffler. Did that, that's is that, right. That's yes. normal. And you know what happens, though, when that happens is your van sounds cooler. Cooler. It sounds far. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience or is that just like a no. hypothetical? Hypothetical. It's like probably something that has happened to somebody at some point. <laughs> Oh, um, so I know that your part, I mean, your heart, your heart is, uh, is not only to lead worship and be an artist, but also to develop teams mm. and, um, booking a guest worship leader can feel expensive. Like it can feel like you're like, that's a cost. And I don't have, we didn't budget for that, or we didn't plan for that. Um, what, how can, how can a guest worship leader also help train, equip, and basically leave something behind for the team to when the team is better and the people are better because they said like they brought in somebody to, to, to do that. What are some, what are some ways that just that, that kind of plays out? So, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. And it's, it's hard because for me, I come with 18 years of experience doing just this. Yep. And so what happens when you do something for a long period of time, naturally you become really aware of the nuances of this particular thing. Let's just call it a job, take the worship out of it. You know, from a job perspective or a music person perspective, I notice things that um, not every worship leader perhaps would notice or think about. But, um, you know, from a development standpoint, for, for me, when I walk into a room and a team wants to work with me and they ask me, oh, they bring me in often to spend a weekend with a team. Um, it's, it's usually just musical things. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it seems silly, maybe it doesn't, but things like uh, the bass player needs to play with the kick drum, right? Yeah, right. And, um, so sometimes you go into a church, and I remember very vividly, I did a church in Oregon, uh, the Dalles Organ, and uh, the team said, after my band had led worship, they said, we play those songs all the time, and we play them to a click and everything, and we don't sound anything like that. And so I was like, well, get up on the stage and they got up on the stage and they played the songs and the difference was the impact of the bass and the drums playing together mm. um it was just that that thump that thunderous feeling you know right. so a lot of times it's me teaching people how to eq an instrument sometimes it ends up with me back at the soundboard teaching a sound tech um how to equalize a voice or how yep. to use compression and reverb you know um but you know how how does one do that uh I don't know. I don't know. I think that comes with a lot of experience and, and maybe, and look, I'm not the brightest bulb in the circuit. So maybe you don't need a lot of experience, but you're just really well read and, um, and have a, a lot of knowledge in this stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the just the point of my question there was like, as a worship leader, I, you know, booking a guest leader, there's, yeah. there's, there's value there yes. than just, I accomplished the task of Sunday morning. Yeah. You played your four songs and went home. There's, yes. I mean, obviously depending on who you're booking, but like right. it's there's there's an added value to go. They could they're gonna see things and maybe even a follow up. Like, hey, you were some fresh eyes in the room. 
Like, could yeah. you, you know, like being having that follow up to go? I mean, have you ever had those conversations post oh, yeah. to go and then go, hey, if you're gonna, if you're asking, like, I'm willing to tell you these are the things that I that I saw that could could be could be a benefit, kind of the secret oh. shopper mentality, if you will, yeah, with, I, with the experience. I, I've, I've definitely had those moments. Um, you know, sometimes there's just like something can be so off. You're like, man, but it's an easy fix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You're like, man, that that's really off, but man, it would take nothing to to fix that. And uh, so I'm gonna go fix it, right? Yep. So you just kind of you just, but I think it's just being aware, being aware of every every individual that you're working with. Um, certainly, the congregation is a huge part of that. You know, for me, it's it's what you know. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to me for this Sunday for this congregation? Um, and for me, it's unique in, in that, uh, although I do play with a lot of the teams that bring me in, oftentimes they want me just to play solo or just yep. me and my wife, Becky. Um, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, money is always going to be the hardest thing. You know, you got to figure out like, okay, goodness sakes, I got to talk about being paid to come in and lead worship. It just always feels so bizarre. Um, but it's a necessary part of it, especially if this is what you do for a living, you know? Right, 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 right. Oh, so good. Do you have any other kind of closing thoughts on that? Um, again, I think that all goes back to just communication. Don't yeah. be afraid to talk the hard conversations because we're talking supposedly with other believers, you know, people that, um, you know, when I talk to a pastor for the first time, I just assume that he and I are just brothers, like for real. And yeah. I don't try to act weird or different than I usually act, you know. Uh, I am a goofball. I don't see a reason for hiding that. I'm trying to act like Mr. Proper all the time. I can't imagine you acting proper. That doesn't seem no, to be a thing. That isn't very, very difficult for me. Uh, I just find a lot of joy in what I do, and I, and I enjoy laughing. I love making people laugh, and I enjoy worshiping alongside of um, different people. I think it is just it is such a pleasure to do that. Um. And to and to lift the name of Jesus up with people that you've never met before, yep. in different denominations, which is really wild. You know, some of these denominations are completely different than the way I grew up. But uh, just just watching this common thread, which is really loving Jesus, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I love it. Well, we call we call our podcast the table, um, and I believe good good conversation happens over food. So if I uh, was to come over to the Woods House. Um, which will happen eventually because I'm going to make it out to Rhode Island. It's going to be, it's going to happen. Uh, what, what's a meal that you guys might be serving? What, what do you guys like to cook, put on the table when you guys make dinner or a meal? Well, I guess if we have guests, right. And if we have guests and we're also wealthy, um, <laughs> which is one of those things isn't accurate, but we would, yeah. you know what I really love to do because New England we're just like lobster people out here, man. Yeah. And so we're all about our seafood. And I, I got to love quahogs and lobster and, and that kind of thing with, with drawn butter. Uh, to this me, there's this really West Coast boy has to ask, what are quahogs? Uh, like long necks? Little necks? No. Um, clams. They're clams. clams. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. There's That's a, better, that's a, word, <laughs> that's a word I got. I got that one. I got yeah. that one. So that's basically it. You know, you just dip them in butter. My wife will not eat any of these things. So if she's with us, she will have a hot dog next to us. Okay. But we'll eat lobster. Oh, she doesn't do seafood. You just... That's a no-go for her. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you, and are you, are you, are you making this? Are you guys, are you a cook in the house? I'm a, 
I, I enjoy cooking. She does actually do more of the cooking just because I'm not home in time and she's awesome. She never would claim that she's a good cook, but man, I have a body to prove that she cooks just fine. <laughs> uh, we just uh, like to keep it from the chest up. That's um, right. That's right. That's what Zoom's for. That's what that's exactly. Exactly. Um, but she's a fantastic cook, but I do like cooking. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. What are, uh, what's some ways we could connect with Jonas Woods? Okay. This is, this is the Jonas Woods commercial. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, you go to jonaswoods.net. That is .net. If you go to .com, you'll find a lovely housing development in Texas called the Jonas Woods. Um, and that's cool, too. Could be worse, right? So jonaswoods.net is me. Of course, I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's Jonas Woods Music. Instagram, the same thing. Uh, I do have Twitter, although I don't. I don't really go on Twitter all that much. Just because I don't. Truth is, man. I mean, I will post stuff up, but I'm not on those things a whole lot. Uh, but you can find me in all those places, and um, you can certainly shoot me an email off the website. I, I love to respond to emails and prayer requests. And I have like a running prayer request list that is oh, not. But um, you have any new music coming out soon? Any any yeah. new projects you're working on? Yeah, so I've been writing uh, for a new record now. I'm going to start tracking it in October. And um, yeah, of course, you know, you're supposed to be excited about it, but I'm excited about it because I think for the last few years I've done, uh, I've gone down the folky route, which I love. Actually, really cool with that. I adore that kind of music, but I'm going to try to do a banger record. Oh, cool. And, yeah, so we're going to do the full black gospel choir and blow it up and just see what happens. So I'm ready, man. So ready. That sounds fantastic. Oh, cool, man. I appreciate you hanging out today. I appreciate this conversation and just kind of all, all, the, all the nuggets that you dropped in there um, for people. Coming from the artist side, I think it's important to understand what, is, what, is, what both sides of the coin look like and, um, and know that there are people like you and I that just that like to go out, that do this and go out and, and hang out mm-hmm. with, with churches and just want to, we just want to serve the church. And it's not, yeah. a, not from a glamour perspective and rock star status it's from a Mm. truly heart of discipling and and raising up and and uh and leading other leading other congregations so i appreciate that man absolutely i loved it man thank you no worries we'll see you guys next week all right